but if I overthink it and over plan and over like over detail it, I psych myself out. Diz Runs Radio episode 898 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by the old consultation call, the old call with me. So I guess that makes me the sponsor for today's episode. Um, but but the calls are a great option. At least I think they're a great option. And from some folks I've, I've heard from, uh, I feel like like they maybe agree where, you know, maybe hiring me full time isn't uh, in the budget right now, or maybe isn't even something that, that you enjoy doing. Maybe you like having some freedom and flexibility to, to do your own thing and kind of train uh, based on, you know, what, what you're feeling like and what the weather's like and, and not feeling like you need a, a, a structure, a, a rigid structure. Not that I, not that I do rigid structures, but you know what I mean? Like, like you like to do it on your own, but every once in a while you like to maybe get a little advice, a little like, you know, if there's something that you're struggling with, not sure, quite sure how to handle. Maybe it's goal setting. Maybe it's injury niggles, sub, something like that. Maybe it's returning to running again after an injury and how to maybe try to avoid it, you know, a kind of prevention type of situation. Um, any of those things and, and many others are things that I've done calls with folks about over the years. And uh, if you'd like to, to make something like hap- like that happen, you know, get me on the phone and, and chat for a little bit, uh, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it takes to kind of work through uh, whatever issues you might be struggling with, uh, that is available. Dizruns.com slash consultation is the link on the website. Uh, and it's got all the information right there as far as what, what it is involved, what, what you get. I mean, it's pretty much what I just said. Like we, we get on the phone and we talk and uh, help you get through whatever it is you're struggling with, or at least give you some direction, some ideas of which way to go. And uh, you're welcome to schedule as many of those as you want. You know, I, I've had some folks where it's like every, every month, every six weeks, something like that, they pop up. Here's another, another call. And it's kind of a, a way to get some, some ongoing coaching. And, and honestly, it's helpful because we get to build a little bit of a relationship. Um, but it's not quite the same, same financial commitment as, you know, when I'm checking in multiple times per week, things like that. So if that is an option that maybe right now or maybe into the new year sounds like it might be something that would be helpful for you, uh, set up a call. Disruns.com slash consultation. Like I said, all the details are right there. Any questions, let me know. And uh, now, without any further ado, Let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is a lady that uh, has a, had a fair bit of success thus far in her running career. Um, highlighted, at least I would say maybe highlighted by the fact that uh, she finished third in her first marathon and then uh, went on to win, uh, actually win the marathon in her second marathon, which was just a few weeks later, which, you know, again, I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. It's kind of the, the rarefied air that I don't know that I'll ever be at, but uh, not a bad way to, to start in the sport. And in just, you know, a little over eight years of, uh, of running marathons, she's closing in on 50 finished, um, and that includes uh, a handful of Boston marathons. And uh, it also includes this year a couple of virtual marathons that have taken place on a treadmill, um, which is certainly something that we're going to talk about and certainly something that I can't wrap my head around, whether that means that she's crazy, stubborn, a hard learner, uh, or just likes the treadmill, which I think is probably that one. But uh, we'll, we'll unpack that as we go. Uh, but anyway, safe to say we have plenty of things to talk about today. So let's get this party started by officially welcoming Miss Thessaly Nicolaisen to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Thessaly. Appreciate it. And I've uh, been looking forward to it for a while. So glad we can finally make this happen. Me too. Thank you so much. I love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I appreciate your your show so much. It's great. 
Oh, well, I, I appreciate that. And uh, as I've said a few times over the last the last few months, you know, being able to to have folks that have been listening to the show for a while actually on the show has been uh, something that I've really enjoyed. And, and uh, I'm, I'm sure that today is going to be another one of those that, you know, just wherever the conversation takes us, is, I'm going to be excited to to learn a little bit more about you and, and, and share your story along the way. And guys, if you enjoy today's conversation, you want to connect with Thessaly and, and kind of follow along with, with her journey and her running as it continues uh, into 2021 and beyond uh, on Instagram, a great place to do so at Thessaly 26.2. Uh, and that's Thessaly T H E S S A L Y Thessaly 26.2 on Instagram. Uh, Dizruns.com slash eight nine eight is the link to take you back to the show notes today. As per usual, I'll have all the things there. You know the the, the Cliff's Notes version of the show or of, of the conversation today, so you can kind of follow along there. We'll have links, of course, and photos and all that good stuff. Uh, Dizruns.com slash eight nine eight. So, uh, Thessaly, you know you've you've listened to the show once or twice, so you know this is coming. You probably have answered it a few times, as, as that's uh, something that I get from people a lot. Like, oh my gosh, I've answered this question to myself so many times, or at least thought about it so many times. So uh, I'm just gonna, and I kind of think I know where we're probably gonna go with this one, but I'm still going to ask it anyway. Uh, what is your favorite distance to race and why? So I, I have a couple mm. of course, the marathon, but also I love a good 12 K. Mm. Um, Spokane is home of Bloom Jay, which is one of the coolest races in the world. Um, and that's a 12 K and I've done pretty well there before. And then I also really like anything longer than a marathon. So like a 50 K is fun for me just because I like winning and I like being competitive and I feel like the longer the distance especially with my age group the more successful I can be but also the marathon just because that's it's a winnable distance and it's super challenging and fun Mm. Winnable distance. I, uh, crazy talk. <laughs> crazy talk. You fast people that are out there at the front of the front of those races uh, and push, pushing the pace. But but 12K, I want to go, go back to that one for a second because I feel like yeah. like that's one of those, you know, one of those random distances that, that there's just, I mean, quite frankly, not a lot of 12Ks out there, um, which I, I think that just in and of that, you know, in, in and of itself, as far as just the, the rarity of it can make it something that, that is exciting to people because you don't get a chance to race it very often. Um, but uh, like, like, is you said that's is that's a, a local race that that is has been around for a while or, or tell me more about the twelve k. Yeah, so the Lilac Bloomsday Run is in Spokane, Washington, where it's my hometown. It's where I still live. Um, it's a twelve k that runs through the city, through downtown, and it was started um, forty two oh, or forty three wow. years ago. So it's a really cool distance, and it's a challenging course. But it brings out elite people as well as moms pushing strollers. So it's it's every every ability can run it and finish it or walk it and finish it. And it's it's just a great source of the city and it helps or source of fun for the city and it brings us together and it brings another shining spot to what makes Spokane awesome. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, have you, have you ever looked for other 12 K races? Like, I mean, I, not that I've ever looked for any, but I don't know the, of any that really stand out in my mind as far as races I've heard of, but like kind of feel like, again, like a, a unique distance, like might not be a whole lot of other ones out there. Have, have you ever looked for any other 12 Ks? I know there's a couple more, but I can't really think of any off the top of my head because mm-hmm. it is, it's kind of a unique distance it's just shy of seven and a half miles so it's definitely doable for the vast majority of people which i and it's um 
I can't think of another 12K. <laughs> right, right. So, no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I it's, you know, I'm sure that there's there's another one out there because, you know, like I've never heard of this one until just talking to you. So, like, clearly, like, you know, there's there's some of these races that are kind of local, uh, local races that have been around for a while and everybody loves it that lives in the area, but it's, you know, not something that maybe word gets out about as much as it would a marathon or a half marathon or an ultra or things like that. Um, but yeah, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with 12 K and then, you know, shifting to the other end of the spectrum, marathons and, and ultras, the longer stuff that, that you can win. I mean, goodness gracious, yeah. get, getting after it, get out there and, and pushing yourself. <laughs> um, you know, wh- where'd you get, uh, where'd you get started in the sport? Dusty? like, is it something that uh, I know a little bit cause of some of the communications we've had back and forth, uh, over the last several months, but, um, you know, for those that, that haven't, haven't met you before, haven't talked to you before, how'd you, how'd you get started in the sport of running? So when I was way back really little um like first and second grade I've always been pretty active um and I remember in first grade we it was my first time ever running the mile at school and I wanted to beat all the boys and I wanted to be top of my class and I got second um to a boy and I was so mad because I was like dang it but then I had a crush on him but it was first grade <laughs> puppy love so um so that's like way back when um and that was when I really understood that I it kind of came naturally to me just because I am so competitive um so that's where I started and then I ran a lot in elementary school and then took a hiatus until after high school so um like 10 years ago I started walking every day and then decided to start running a lot and then um found like that I was spending so much time on the treadmill and so much time running that then I was just like I just want to have nothing to show for this I'm going to sign up for a marathon and that's when I first did, like, aside from Bloomsday, my first real race was um, my first marathon. And um, I like I like shiny things and I like medals <laughs> and I like, like proof of all the work I've done, like a tangible thing. Because you can always say, like, oh, I'm a runner. But then it's like, well, I have nothing to show for it. But now I do. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where I got started. So, you you, you, you know. Like I, I, I'm going to sign up for a marathon. I, I mean, like, I guess I can't find too much fault in that. Cause that's kind of what I did too. Right. Like I've, I've told that story uh-huh. once or twice. Um, but, but was it in, was it a case of like me where I, I clearly had no idea what I was getting myself into and was just like, yeah, whatever marathon, like, like let's do it. Um, or was there a little bit more thought behind signing up for your, for your first like longer distance race being a marathon? So to be perfectly honest, um, I, I knew I could do it just because like I've spent so much time running, um, in that couple of years, or I guess like a year leading up to it, I was like, man, I spent a ton of time running. And then I was looking for local things, um, in the area. Cause I don't like traveling that much. And so I was like, oh, well, Windermere is this time, and it's, and then I was like, oh, half marathon, okay, and then I was like, it's only 10 more dollars for the marathon, I'm totally going to do that, because might as well, I'm not going to, like, that just sounds so cool, and so much more um, admirable than, like, hey, I ran a half marathon, like, people don't really 
that doesn't click as much as like, mm-hmm. man, I just ran a marathon. And so that was kind of my thought process behind it <laughs> was I'm really stingy with my <laughs> finances too. So it's like, it's only $10 for twice as long. Awesome. Yeah. What, <laughs> so, what, what better value can you get? You know, double, double your, right? double your reward for only $10 more. Exactly. That was literally my train of thought. <laughs> so, and then it took like a year, more than a year after before I first ran a half marathon. So I ran a few marathons and then, then I was like, Oh, half marathon. I can, let's see how that goes. So gotcha. I still half marathons are hard, <laughs> like way harder than a marathon for some reason. Yeah. Well, there's, there's an interesting, interesting thought. And, and, um, we can, we can maybe touch on that for, for a second. Um, and, yeah. and I, I mean, I think we all, we all know why, right? Like it's the same reason that I say that a 5k is, is so, something I don't like so much is, is not because it's quote unquote only 3.1 miles. It's because it's, it's, it's hard. Like, like if I'm going to run a yeah. 5k, I'm not going to just go out there for me personally. I'm not just going to go out there and just kind of cruise. Like if I'm going to do a 5k, I'm going to get after it and push hard. And yeah, like, yeah, it, it hurts to run pretty much as hard as you can for, for 3.1 miles. Um, is that the same reason that like. You're, you're, you're kind of saying that the, the half marathon hurts so much and is so hard because you're just, you're just trying to hammer it for the, the whole 13.1? Yeah, I think that is a big part of it. Also, like I am so competitive, but my pace per mile doesn't vary that much from mm. half marathon to marathon. Just I, cause I like taking walk breaks and I can justify it so much easier when it is <laughs> the oh, longer distance. Right. Um, and so a half marathon, I'm like, man, I feel so silly walking, but I also really, I need this walk break and Mm -hmm. in a marathon, it's like, oh, that's totally normal. But in a half marathon, it's like, okay, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot if you want (laughs) to take a walk break right now. So I don't know if that really makes sense, but I think it's more just my competitive nature. And I feel like the faster people, um, do sign up for the half marathon versus the marathon. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. At least in my experience with both distances. Right. But well, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and wow, lots lots of things to unpack there. And I want to talk about this this walk thing uh, a little bit more because I, I think that's something that doesn't get talked about enough with folks that are in the the front of the pack, or at least the 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 you know the ones that are up there, like you said, going for wins and, and vying for for you know places on the podium and, and Boston qualifiers and all that type of stuff. Um, but but bef- before we we uh, get to that point. Um, you know, just, just the, the idea that like, you know, the, like your words, the faster people sign up for maybe more half marathons than marathons. I think it's because so many people for, for many good reasons are like, Hey, I'm only going to really race the marathon hard, maybe once or twice a year, because it's, it's a tough thing to do. It's, it's hard on the body, especially if you're pushing yourself, um, as hard as you can, or pretty close to as hard as you can for, you know, whatever that ends up being three hours, three and a half hours, whatever, five hours, doesn't matter if you're pushing yourself hard for 26.2 miles. Um, you know, you can only do that so many times versus, you know, kind of like you can race a 5k just about every weekend, like may not be able to do that for a half marathon, but you know, the recovery process is less. It, it, it's a little bit easier on the body, less time on your feet, yada, yada, yada. Um, so yeah, that, that makes sense. And, and you know, if you're, if your pace is going to be about the same, uh, plus or minus, yeah, you're going to probably have more success at the marathon distance where you're going twice as long and people are, um, you know, trying to, you know, run a little bit easier, whatever the case might be. I, I get, I get your logic is the moral of that story. Yeah. Um, but this idea of, of taking some walk breaks, like I said, I, I would love to, to dive into that a little bit because so many folks and, and myself maybe, maybe included, um, do struggle with the idea of, of 
walking on purpose at various points during a race. And it's like, you know, the idea that like, man, if I just keep running, like it's going to, I'm losing time by walking. Um, even though I know like rationally that like there's a time and a place for that and it can help to make, make sure you don't slow down as much in the second half or the, the last quarter of a race, uh, because it balances out the fatigue and, and, you know, there's some physiology to it and whatnot as well. Um, but, but when did that kind of become, was that kind of part of your strategy from the beginning or, or, you know, being competitive, like I feel like I guess I guess what I'm trying to say here, being competitive, I feel like that's that's the idea of taking walk breaks on purpose is kind of the opposite of of what a lot of people would be in, in the competitive mindset of like I got to hammer, I got to push, and I got to dig deep and and finish strong. Um, so you know, is that something that that has always been kind of part of your your racing uh, strategy is to take a couple walk breaks here or there? How did that that kind of evolve into being something that it is? Yeah, um, it has always been what I've done, um, in races and just even in training. So you, you train how you perform or mm-hmm. you compete, how you train. Um, and so I remember I'd signed up for my first marathon and then, um, the people that I was working for at the time, I was a nanny back then and, um, they had accidentally ordered this book and it was called marathon by Jeff Galloway. Mm. And I didn't read it, read it, but I started browsing through because I was like, well, I guess I've never done it. So I should probably learn a little bit. And just part of what I skimmed through some of his theories and strategies were like take walk breaks every two miles. And like, I, I don't like timing my walks or Mm. anything like that. Like, if I'm totally honest, there's no real rationale other than I'm like, man, I'm tired. I'm going to take a walk because <laughs> I know I can <laughs> speed up after I catch my breath for like, 30 seconds and then just hammer it again. Um, and so that's kind of where it started was like dabbling a tiny bit into the Galloway method. And then I was like, oh, this, this kind of does make sense. But even for my first race, like I didn't do it how he prescribes it. So I was at like mile 11 or 12 before I first took a walk break during that one. And I was like, Oh man, this is like a treat to walk for 20 (laughs) seconds and then go again. And so there's really no, like I didn't have a watch until two or three years ago. So that was another like good thing for that race, especially it was just, I didn't know exactly how long I'd been running. And so I've always run by feel and done my walk breaks by feel rather than just like being super methodical about mm-hmm. it, which <laughs> practice what you want to, but maybe do as I don't do as I do necessarily <laughs> if you want to be successful. Cause I have no rhyme or reason necessarily for why I do what I do <laughs> in my running other than that's what I feel like I want to do right then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, and clearly it works. I mean, I know, I know there's, there's a few people, uh, one of whom you're, you're talking to right now that, uh, would be, would be totally okay with the idea of, of walking a handful of times during a marathon. If it meant that I qualified for Boston, you know, like, like that, that's a, that's a trade-off I'm, I'm, uh, very much willing to take. Um, though I haven't like put it into practice. So maybe that's something I should, I should try going forward. But, um, one, at least one more, we'll see where this goes, but, uh, I have to feel like when you're, when you're running these races and you're, you're out in the, you know, near the front of the field running, you know, whatever, three, three tens, three fifteens, three twenty marathon times. Um, not a whole lot of other people doing the, the, any type of running and walk kind of routine out there. Is there? Not, 
Not really. Not no. Really. And I think it really annoys people because I leapfrog a lot. That, and- that was going to be the next question is what, what, do, what do you get yeah. some side eye from people when you stop to walk and then pass yes. them again? Oh my goodness. Like I can vividly remember I was running and this is how sad my running strategy is. I was running the Missoula 5k, um, a couple of years ago. Um, cause they have like this series. And so I was running the 5k um, the day before the marathon, I was like, my strategy doesn't change even for a 5k. So I was leapfrogging this one girl. She's like, why the F are you walking so much? And I was like, Oh, sad. <laughs> just calm down. <laughs> like, let me do what I want to do. And so like, I do get a lot of, I catch a lot of flack for stuff like that. And like, I'm sorry, but that's just what I do. So I think it annoys people when at the finish line, they're like, how did you beat me? <laughs> I'm like, sorry. <laughs> didn't mean to accept it in. right so yeah i do kind of catch a lot of flack for it but it's okay yeah absolutely you know it's how many times have i said to various people you know both on the podcast and, and in other places like run you got to run your own race you got to do what works best yeah. for you um and so so clearly that works um now now be honest here thessaly this is this is this is maybe a little bit of a gotcha question but i don't usually ask but i i have to ask it the <laughs> the competitive nature in you do, do you kind of have some little sick pleasure of you know, irking some people by walking and they pass you and then you start running again and, and they kind of give you some side eye and they're, they're not too happy. And then you do finish in front of them. Does that give you just a little bit of uh, extra satisfaction of like, yeah, take that. Not only do I walk a little bit, uh, but I also beat you. Like, like, there, is there a little bit of that that goes on there as well? Um, in general, no, but if they do call me out while we're racing, then yes. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you can't criticize me and then also lose to me. Right. I right. sound like a brat, but no, no, yeah. I, I think I, you know, I, I mean, all, all jokes aside, it, you know, it, it's one of those, like, again, you, you do what works for you. And if, if yeah. I'm not going to like it, then, you know, whatever I, I need, maybe I need to take a walk break or maybe I need to train a little harder or, or whatever. Like, I don't know what it is. If, if I'm going to be upset that, that, you know, this random lady that's taking walk breaks every couple miles is beating me. Well, like she's beating me. Like, you know, I mean, you, yeah. you, as long as, as long as you're not cutting courses, you know, as long as you're not doing anything illegal or unethical, which clearly a walk break is neither illegal nor unethical. Um, <laughs> right. you know, it's, it's clearly working for you. And, um, and I'm not going to lie. I would get a little extra satisfaction of beating somebody that does that. Like I absolutely would. Um, yeah, but, but whatever. And also Go I ahead. think something that <laughs> kind of, annoys people is I don't fuel on the race or on the run or um, take water unless I'm like dying. And so I think that annoys people too, because they're like, well, I'm going to take my walk break at the water table. I'm like, I'm just going to run through Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) So like, that's, that's kind of a side tangent, but um, I think it annoys people just because I'm like, well, that's just what works for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't like doing what everyone else does because that's not what wins races all the time. Abs- absolutely. And, and it might be a little bit of side tangent, but we're going to take it. Um, how did you, how did like, you know, again, you know, you, you're, you're, there's, there's no um, malice in this, in this question. It works for you. Awesome. Like keep, keep doing yeah. what, you, what you're doing. Um, but, but how did you kind of come to the, the realization that, um, or, or was it kind of, you know, I don't know. How, how did you get to a point where you're running marathons, running 50 Ks, uh, winning them, or at least finishing up there near the front, and like everybody else needs to, needs to fuel along the way. And you just keep on keeping on. Like, how did, how did, how did you kind of figure out that that's something that would, would work for you for lack of a better way of asking that question? Yeah. So part of it is 
it hurts my stomach <laughs> to have like water sloshing around. Mm. And another kind of more in-depth, more serious part is I've struggled for a long, long time with eating disorder um, behaviors. And so just it it's something that is not healthy, obviously, mm -hmm. but also <laughs> like that's just what's been in my mindset is like I don't if I don't really truly feel hungry, I'm not going to stop and eat or drink anything because it feels like a waste of calories, which obviously it's not, but that's right. just how it has transpired and how it's been for the last 10 years at least. And so um, that's kind of why it mm. works for me is just my body's used to it. And so definitely not, <laughs> not encouraged, not, right. um, not a good thing and I don't know why my mind just went there I'm like well that's why because I'm I think I'm better than my body mm. <laughs> I guess if that makes sense like you can out outsmart it you right. know you can't but right yeah. well well and, and, and again I mean it, you know it boils down to if it works for you um, and especially if it works for you and, and in this case at least um, not in a, a way that you're trying to like restrict calories in general. I, at least I, I don't think I'm stepping on, on toes by saying that or jumping to wrong conclusions. So like, you know, if, if for three hours during a run or, you know, four hours during a run or however long it happens to be that, that you're not really you're like, you're not hungry. You're not, you're not wanting to take in food. It doesn't seem to set well on your stomach. Then like, whatever, you know, like, like there's other, there's other ways to do it. There's other ways to, to, um, you know, your body works clearly. Uh, you, you're, 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 you're continuing to pass people even with your walk breaks. So clearly, uh, you're not fading too hard at, at the end of these races. Um, and, and it works and that's, you know, I mean, again, how many times can I, can I say in various ways that like <laughs> you do what you got to do and what works yeah. best for you. And, and, you know, it's all trial and error. It's all experimental one. Um, speaking of trial and error though, like, do you ever kind of play with the idea of like, I wonder if I had a little bit of this, a little bit of that, or is it just like, nope, it just doesn't like, like the idea of eating during a run or drinking during a run just does not work for you. Um, sometimes it, I need it. Like my first Boston, um, that was the first time I tried eating something during a race mm. and it was Otter Pops because this was 2013. So before all the all the new restrictions in Boston. Mm -hmm. Um, so they were handing out otter pops and orange slices. Like, man, this is heavenly. Like, <laughs> I love this. I, why have I not tried this before? And so, but then as soon as I eat it, I'm like, Oh man, I feel nauseous for mm -hmm. a mile. And then, so I do sometimes, but I have to really, really need it and really be hurting or just, it's a longer feeling grace. Like, I've been out there for four hours and I'm like, okay, I guess now it's like kind of needs something to mm -hmm. at least distract me from how bored I am. <laughs> once you're out there for that long, it's like, man, that's kind of boring. I just want to be done <laughs> with the sweater and take it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, again, you know, I'm not going to try to change your mind, you know, whatever, whatever works for you, whether it's running and walking, whether it's not eating. I mean, shoot, like, like I kind of play with that idea sometimes of like, I wonder what would happen if I, you know, ran 
whatever race without, without really doing much for fuel. And so, um, clearly it works, you know, clearly it works for you. And, and I think it would work for me, but I, I haven't had the, uh, the, the nerve to try it yet, but stay tuned. Maybe that is something that, that will happen, uh, before too long, but you mentioned, you mentioned Boston and, uh, your, your first yeah. Boston being a time to experiment with, with fueling, which maybe isn't the best time to experiment with, with, uh, at least the initial time of like, well, let me try to eat something during the middle of this race. But, um, you run Boston a, a handful of times. Um, yeah. what was that? What was that first Boston experience like for you? So to be perfectly honest, um, until I qualified for Boston, I had no idea what it was because I I don't have a super like active sport oriented family necessarily, and like in my like I'm not I run on a treadmill 99% of the time, and so like I don't have run groups that are super into all the big races or even know what a marathon is necessarily and so like the the wonderful mecca of running that boston represents like i didn't understand it until after i'd been there so um that's why like experimenting with the fueling and stuff wasn't a big deal um but yeah so it was 2013 and so that was that was just a an emotional roller coaster because getting there and feeling like this is the coolest thing I've ever experienced. Cause before then the biggest race I had done was, um, the Seattle marathon mm. in November. So Thanksgiving Seattle marathon in 2012. So, um, that was the biggest race and that's not even that big, right. quite honestly, compared to Boston and New York and Chicago. So, um, so yeah, so coming to Boston and just seeing it and just like the high of how cool it was to see a worldwide community of runners that just had trained so hard and tried so hard to get there and like just how beautiful um, the organization was and how kind everyone was and the expo was fantastic and just all of the really cool, sweet um, spirit of just joy that was mm-hmm. present um, in Athletes Village beforehand. That was just like one of the coolest things ever. And I like Bloomsday is awesome and it's just almost just as big as Boston. And so, no, I guess it's bigger um, as far as how many people actually oh. go, but the crowd support is mm-hmm. nothing like Boston. Like there's yeah, if if you can ever do a New York, Chicago, or Boston as far as stateside races, like the crowd support is amazing. And so just like the first few hours of that race were just so cool. And like my sister was there and I'd never been to a big major city before other than Seattle, but I don't know why that doesn't feel as big, just I guess because um, I live close to it. Yeah, but, it's, it's, um, it's where you live. So it's just, it's, it's right it's just Seattle. It's no big yeah. deal, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so going to Boston and then running it and then, like, I don't want to cry. So mm-hmm. I won't go too deep into the story unless you want um, more details. But just hearing how, like, there's bombs at the finish line. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, are they kidding? Like, what the heck? Because I was still... Um, when the first bomb went off, I was still like a mile from the finish. And Mm -hmm. so, um, 
they, like I heard word on the street, like there's bombs at the finish line, like nobody knows what's going on. And my sister was supposed to be there. And so mm. I was, I was like, no, that's, that's not right. And then like, and then they barricaded the street when we were still not done. And so like, yeah, you can't go, wow. you can't go past here. Um, and so I went to a hotel room and I didn't run with my phone back then. And mm. so, um, it was in my check bag. So I had no idea how to get a hold of her. This was a strange city. I knew nobody. Mm. And so it was like one of the scariest experiences of my entire life. And I still clearly can't talk about it without right. getting a little emotional. Um, but yeah, so it, Boston is, is great um having gotten back and i'm grateful that i have been able to go back but mm -hmm. just that first experience it's like how how is this like how is this the best race in the world like this is terrifying right. and, but thankfully um the baa was fantastic at coordinating people and getting their stuff back to them and getting them connected with family and um yeah right well, yeah, I, I think that, no, it, you know, talking about, you know, quote unquote, still, uh, my words, not yours, but still being emotional about it and still having a, a struggle with it, mm -hmm. you know, seven, seven plus years later, like, I think it's probably safe to say that there's whatever, however many people ran that 26,000, 27,000 people, um, no matter where they, where they were, when they, when the bombs went off, whether they had already finished, whether they were still a ways to go, like whatever the case might be, I bet you that, that there's a pretty good, good majority of them that's, that still, uh, can't really talk about the details of it without, without having, uh, you know, having it all come back. And so, uh, you know, yeah. no, no, no worries about that. Um, <laughs> but, but I believe in, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, you got to go back and, and run it the next year. What was, what was, uh, what was the 2014 Boston marathon like? Yeah. Um, so it was different. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I was, I honestly was so scared. I was like, I don't, I don't really want to go back. And mm -hmm. then I didn't feel like I'd earned it. Well, let's, let's and put so, a, let's put a pause right there then. <laughs> Why did you end up going back the next year to run it again? If you, if you were, you know, for whatever reason, you know, nerves not sure whatever like why did you end up going back and doing it again um i think because i a couple months later i had re-qualified and then um so i was like okay i can justify that as far as time wise but then also one of my family friends was like we we want you to be able to go back we want you to have that experience because um the people that i stayed with was their family friend and so they're like Conchessa would have you back and they want to host you again and they want you to be there and we're willing to pay for your plane ticket wow. if you want and they're like we want you to be able to go back so really it was others kindness mm -hmm. and encouragement yeah. that really helped and then also at that point I was like well I do want to finish 50 marathon so that would just be another one <laughs> to <laughs> mark off the list and then knowing it'll be different and knowing that um, that it's going to be safe and I can't let, I can't let fear determine something like that. Like right. running's a special thing and, um, and I know it's going to be safer because like Bloomsday is a couple weeks after Boston and that's also a huge race. And I was like, okay, if I can run Bloomsday, I can run Boston. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, I didn't want to be, um, scared out of something that I wanted to do. So 
I'm yeah. glad I did go back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and what was what was finishing that year that year like for you? You know, actually actually getting to finish. Like, what was what was crossing the finish line of the Boston Marathon in 2014 like for you? I was bawling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just I was just like, man, I I did it. I got to I got to run down Boylston. I got to cross the finish line and see the grandstand and see like what it's all about and like it was it was definitely emotional but in the opposite mm-hmm. of the last year so it was really cool um and yeah the BAA is amazing right. <laughs> they're just they love their athletes and so it's really cool yeah so it was definitely definitely glad I went back awesome awesome and a couple more times since then is, is do you think Boston would be a, a yeah. race that like you know you'll continue to run here and there as, as the opportunities present themselves or are you are you done with Boston or I mean obviously it's predicting the future so that's kind of hard to know for sure but like like where do you stand at, at this point of potentially running Boston again at some point in the future um so I've done it four times so far and Honestly, like I thought I'd be done with marathons by now just because I wanted to do 50 by the time I turned 30 and I turned 30 in April, but the world shut down. So I'm right. like, man, that screwed things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so if I could qualify again, I would go again just because why not? But I don't know if I can honestly qualify again because I'm, <laughs> I'm a lot slower than I was a couple years ago. Um, and that's injuries and just no time to train now because life circumstances are different now than they were when I was able to dedicate as much time as I did to running. Right. Right. Well, you know, as, as you've heard me say once or <laughs> twice, just get, get on board that getting older train. Like all you got to do is hold steady yeah. and, and, you know, bump up another age group or two. And, and then it's right back there in, in play without, yeah. uh, without too much worry. But, uh, but anyway, I mean, you know, like, like Boston is, is great. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if the opportunity presents, you know, you, you requalify at some point, yeah, whatever, like the option is, is there. And, and, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure that just like, just about any race, like each time it's, it's special. Um, but mm-hmm. also, you know, there's nothing wrong with, there's only however many thousands and thousands of other races out there. Like, you know, you can run some other races and still get to get to 50, uh, you know, once races happen again, like get to 50 before too much longer. And, yeah. you know, you mentioned you didn't think you'd still be running marathons. Like, are you planning on shutting it down when you get to 50 or, or, or what's, what, what was that line all about? Um, it depends. Um, like they're expensive, <laughs> um, <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially all the travel that's involved. But if it, if they're all the local ones, which we have a lot of races that are pretty close within a couple hours. Um, so it's not to say like, once I'm at 50, I'm done, done forever. But there's also other things I should probably start looking at pursuing. Um, my, as far as running goals after I finish the 50, I really want to get my six stars because I'm already for the world marathon majors. So I've already done Boston, New York, and Chicago. So I'm in the lottery for Berlin right. and fingers crossed that I get there. And then I'm in the lottery for London, but who knows what that's going to look like in Tokyo. Who knows what that's going to mm-hmm. look like. So that's my next like real dream with running, but <laughs> Um, we'll see. Well, and, really, and you know, yeah. it might, might make sense to, to save some shekels, uh, for traveling yeah. to those races. Cause those ones aren't going to be, uh, cheap. And, and I mean, you know, 
for for lack of a better way of saying it. Like if you're going to go all the way to Tokyo, you're going to go all the way to, to Germany or England. Like you might as well spend a little bit of time there and, and see part yeah. of the country and experience it a little bit more than than just uh, the 26.2 miles on on race day. So uh, I think I think we right. can we can all cut you a little bit of slack for not racing <laughs> as much. Uh, you know, yeah. as, as you're as you're working towards that goal. Um, but, uh, you know, along the idea of, of racing a lot, you know, again, you know, with the goal being, if I, if, if I got my timeline somewhat correct here, you know, trying to get, uh, 50 marathons in about eight years was the original goal. Obviously the world kind of screwed that timeline up a little bit, but, um, still quite a few marathons in, in not too long. Um, which is, which is, you know, again, maybe not always the way that, uh, the coach and me would, would draw it up as far as, as that many races and, and, you know, all the time, um, you mentioned a couple of injuries and some things like that that have kind of slowed you down a little bit, but like, how have you, how have you held up for the most part in running as many races as you have? And, uh, you know, how, how, what's your recovery? Like, how, how do you, how do you manage to, to run, you know, whatever 40, 44, 45 races in, in, you know, less than a decade marathons, not races, marathons, um, in, in, you know, eight, eight plus years, uh, and still be, still be going, going strong for lack of better you know even though you might not say you're a little bit slow or whatever like you're still you're still going strong so stop with that uh but how have you you held up over the years yeah um i i've never been coached and i've never really gotten super like the more i learn about running the worse i get (laughs) and i know that's a hundred percent counterintuitive but if i overthink it and over plan and over like over detail it I psych myself out and so usually my best races are the ones where it's like within the week I'm like oh I'm gonna sign up and I'm gonna run it because I feel good right now so I'm gonna do it <laughs> so that's kind of how it's worked in in terms of planning them and um the the 50 marathons before I got to 30 was just an arbitrary thing because I like you know eight years that's that feels good that feels like that's enough time um and it, it feels been, it feels like but, a long time till you start trying to cram in yeah. you know four or five marathons a year and all of a sudden it's, it's not as long as you thought it was <laughs> well yeah um and as far as recovery like i'm really kind of silly <laughs> with recovery because i'll take depending on how hard i ran during the race i'll either do a recovery run that night or the next day um, and I'll take a day off and then go back to normal ish training, like cut it back a little bit, but, um, just cause that's just how I'm wired is mm-hmm. go until you can't go and then take break and then <laughs> go until you can't go. That's so kind of like, this is, is the, I was going to say, it's, 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 it's the, th- the same uh, strategy during the race as it is after the race, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Hey, at least I'm congruent <laughs> <laughs> yes yes absolutely absolutely yeah. so um got to talk about the treadmill a little bit like i can't i can't okay. not um you know uh and and you my best friend in the world <laughs> oh my goodness like i don't know how you do it but how, how you know how did you get started on the treadmill like like i i definitely kind of i mean pretty much started running on the treadmill hating it hating it pretty much since day one as well uh, and eventually discovered the, the joy of running outside and you know haven't really looked back since but you know what's wh- like I mean, has that just kind of always been how you ran has been on the treadmill or like, what, what, like, Oh, what, what's with this love for the treadmill that you have? <laughs> yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, well, I guess we didn't really go into it, but in high school I was not super active until my senior year. I was like, man, I have got to like, got to lose weight. I've got to get healthier and start being active. So I would walk a lot outside 
And then my first semester of college um, was the first time I've ever had a gym membership mm. just because on campus there's a, a school gym. And so mm. I went there and I was like, man, the elliptical is kind of cool. This feels like I'm flying a little bit. And then, um, and then discovered the treadmill after that. And then just I loved having the TV right there. I loved having... Um, just having a bathroom right there. And I, I, I guess there is the, there is a, a, a bonus of that. If 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 the tummy starts to yeah. gurgle, like you're not far away, and it's easy to stop, as opposed to those of us that are out on the you know middle of nowhere that got to you know find a bush or something like that, which is less than ideal most of the time. Yeah, exactly. And just like it's climate controlled, mm-hmm. it's it's weatherproof, and until you have to run like outside in somebody's garage, which I'm doing right now, which I. <laughs> I will not say I'm not happy that I have access because Washington right now is shut mm-hmm. down. <laughs> so, right. um, as far as gyms and stuff, but yeah, so just, I love, I'm kind of a princess runner as far as <laughs> training runs, just cause I like, I like having all my things <laughs> and I like not having to worry about getting attacked or getting eaten, but not eaten, but like <laughs> scared <laughs> by a dog or tripping over a rock right. or something. Cause I'm kind of klutzy <laughs> too. So yeah. So I just, I love it. And it's, you can lock into pace and just push yourself and you don't really have to, I mean, you do have to work hard, but you don't have to think about paces. And right. the less I have to focus on what I'm actually doing, the better I am. Mm-hmm. So, cause I psych myself out of anything. So I, I have to cover up the numbers usually too, right. cause I, I can't see it and like know how long I'm going. And so as soon as I look at the numbers, I'm like, dang it, why did I do that? And I'm like psyching <laughs> myself out. <laughs> Unless I'm going really fast and didn't realize it. <laughs> mm, right, so. right. Um, you know, like you kind of mentioned in there um, that it's all, and I'm kind of obviously putting, blurring the words here a little bit, but like it's all well and good on the on the, on the the treadmill. You don't have to think about stuff. You can just lock in and go. Uh, but then, you know, as, as anybody knows that has run on the treadmill before, when you get outside, all of a sudden, like you do have to think about all this stuff and, and um, kind of adjust to, uh, you know, having to actually like run on the road as opposed to the combination of you're running, but the belt is also the engine of the motor, you know, the treadmill, all that stuff is kind of working with you as well. Um, so, you know, when you, when you make that transition, whether it's on race day or whether, you know, you're out for, you know, randomly just decide to have to run uh, on the road or on the sidewalk or whatever, uh, uh, without the treadmill, like, is it, a, is it a tough transition for you or is it, is it at this point, you know, it's, it's different, but it's, it's not really a factor. So just to clarify, I never run outside unless there's a race, <laughs> like a okay. hundred percent never. So that doesn't happen. But that being said, when I know I'm racing outside or when I know I'm going to be running outside, it triggers the competitive nature in me mm. and it, triggers like okay this is a race this is not just <laughs> this is not just a run like you're racing all these other people so just that whole dynamic in my brain is a hundred percent different um when I am outside because I know it's a race <laughs> and I know there's a medal at the end and I know there's snacks at the end <laughs> so <laughs> uh, yeah so that's kind of how it works as far as um because it is harder and I am a little like my pace is slower than it is on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I try not to overthink it because then I psych myself out right. <laughs> and then it doesn't right. work. So 
I just go in knowing it's a race and knowing like, and I also like, <laughs> I, I don't like being embarrassed. And so I'm like, okay, if I walk and there's people on the sidelines <laughs> seeing me walk, they're going to like try and encourage me. And I don't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm just going to keep running until, and I think that's why the run walk strategy in general works for me is because unless it's a Boston or New York or something, um, there's not crowds lining the streets, but when there are people on the sidelines, I'm like, okay, I can run and then I can either keep running or I can take a walk break. Mm -hmm. And so that's why that works for me. But the outdoor running, um, is hard to transition to but also not hard because i know it's a race and i know it's like this one's going to be written down (laughs) somewhere Mm -hmm. in the archives so i gotta do my best yeah i I suppose that that probably does um you know because every time you're out you're not on the treadmill it's a race like that adds like like it's a race so i mean you know it's just it's just it's it's totally different as opposed to like all right well this you know this week i'm just going to get my my 15 miles in um you know, out, out on the road or on the trail. Like if that just doesn't happen, then it doesn't, it doesn't happen. So it's always, always special, uh, when you're not in the treadmill because it means it's a race. So I can, I can, I, I can't say that I'm on board with the idea, but I can, I can get it at least. I can, I can understand the thought process and, and how that works out for you. with why it's yeah, working for me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What about, uh, you know, this would be the last treadmill. Like I could probably keep, I could keep grilling you on treadmill stuff for, oh, for a while. You know, I would um, talk forever. <laughs> But, but one last treadmill question for you. Um, a couple of, of virtual marathons on the treadmill. Um, how, how does that relate as far as, um, better, worse, totally different? Like how do you rate those versus a a, a quote unquote proper, you know, in-person, um, race, you know, that's not on the treadmill, but doing, doing a treadmill 26.2, like better, different, like how do you, how do you kind of compare those, those things in your mind? As far as, like, I kind of struggle with even counting them because three of my 50 have been treadmill virtual marathons. And so the only reason I can count them is because I I paid for them (laughs) and I got a medal. It's 26.2 miles. Like, let's not just brush that off. Like, whether it's treadmill (laughs) or not, like, that's that's substantial. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, but, but you know, just, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an out here though. Cause I get it because like, okay. like I don't count, you know, like, like I go out and run 15 miles on a weekend, right? Like I don't count that as a half marathon, even though I've covered the right. distance. Um, right. so, and it's not that I, it's not that I'm poo pooing it, but it's just like, I mean, I was running, I was doing a training run. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a race. Um, so I get it. So I, I kind of get that, that, that mindset of like, well, it's not, I mean, like it's 26.2. I paid for it as a virtual race, but like it wasn't wasn't a right like i get it so you know you don't don't have to you don't have to do the mental gymnastics there i got i got your back on that (laughs) but yeah but that being said it was it was cool to be able to watch all my silly youtube videos that i (laughs) like watching and it was cool to have it like just me and the treadmill for a couple hours and knowing that like okay this is this is a thing and it's gonna count towards my 50 and I'm not going to trip. Nobody's watching me, which is cool, but also like, it's cool just to have that sense of accomplishment of, okay, like I earned this still. 
and it still counts. <laughs> you gotta gotta own that it still counts, I guess. Right. But yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've done I've done one twenty six point two on a treadmill, and that was about twenty six point one miles farther than I would have liked to have gone. So, kudos oh. kudos to you for for doing it three times now. Um, but I guess for you, it's not as pain like it's not that big of a deal. Like that's just, that's that's where you run. So I guess that's that's your thing. Um, but yeah. again, I, I'm never gonna I, I I can't see a scenario where I'm gonna come around to the idea of like oh yeah, run on a treadmill. Like that just sounds fun. Like no, not for me. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but but you do you right okay. like i mean we already said that you you do what yeah. works for you that's what works for you um now go ahead try to sell me on the treadmill if that's what you're trying to do go ahead I'll, 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 yes. the floor is yours so okay so for anyone that doesn't love the treadmill just pretend that you love it <laughs> just, you gotta fake it till you make it sometimes and um like if you go like for me running outside i'm like i hate this so much but I'm sure if I would change my mindset a little bit and just have a more optimistic attitude towards the outside running, <laughs> I would enjoy it more. Um, but so same with the treadmill, like anyone, cause I know it's winter now and people in the Northern parts of the world from mm-hmm. <laughs> the country, um, they're probably forced inside a little bit cause it's safer, mm-hmm. but just, <laughs> I don't know. I, just find a show you love, find music you love. Um, just appreciate that, hey, if I have to go to the bathroom, I can go to the bathroom <laughs> and not have to worry about some animal or some <laughs> person like sneaking up on me right. on accident. Right. Yeah. Or just trying to find a bathroom because so. that's, that's a thing exactly. sometimes too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know because there's poor departments usually. <laughs> yeah, because the only time you're running outside like, is when there's a race. So yeah, of course, of yeah. course. Oh um, goodness. Well, I'm so, I'm glad that you yeah. at least uh, you know said like I bet if I would just change my mindset because I was definitely going to grill you on that. Well, you know, take some of your own medicine here, <laughs> Princess Thessaly, on the treadmill, and you know just change your mindset about uh, running outside, and it, you know you'd probably enjoy it. But you you beat me to that punch, so you know kind of <laughs> yeah. yeah you you win and on that also, one. I guess. There's fun little games you can play with yourself, like okay, if I can go until like this mile mark, then I can take a break and you can actually like see, you can see it creeping up to like mm-hmm. the four mile mark. And it's like, okay, now I can take a 0.1 mile break and it'll be good. And there'll be my walk breaks, but that also you have to I be mean, okay with the run walk strategy. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's so fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go that far, but I, I will say you can do that with a watch too. Like you can, you can look at your watch and be I mean, like, Oh, yeah. I'm almost to four miles. Let me just keep running until I get to four. And then I can, and then I can walk for uh, a 10th of a mile and just yeah. kind of keep track of that on your watch too. But we'll, yeah. we'll just have to agree to disagree about uh, how much fun it is to run on the okay. treadmill at this point. Um, and, but anyone uh, listening that wants some fun <laughs> treadmill games, there we go. There we go. And this, is, all, this is your, this is your public yeah. service announcement from, from yes. Thessaly trying to, to convince you that yes, running on the treadmill is, is not a bad thing. Treadmill queen <laughs> willing to share. Good deal. Good deal. Well, as we're uh, getting to about that point, although I, I definitely feel like we could keep going for a while and, and, uh, you know, somewhere down the line, maybe we'll do a, a round two and, and, and continue this conversation. Uh, but have to, uh, to, to ask you the old, uh, dreaded, sometimes dreaded, sometimes, uh, uh, enjoyable. I don't know where you stand on the old philosophical question. Um, but, uh, my, my question to you in, in wrapping up today, Thessaly is going to be, um, what, what, uh, 
what, what, let me see here. Which one do I want to ask? Here, I'll ask this one. Uh, I thought I was just going to ask this one. Then I was questioning myself. And I'm going to go right back with what I, what my original uh, intention was going to be. Um, okay. What does what does running mean to you? You know, having the chance to get out there and run, or get on the treadmill and run, as as your case might be, unless it's race day. Um, but putting one foot in front of the other, getting you know, getting the exercise in, getting the time in, uh, time to watch your YouTube shows or or whatever the case might be. Um, but but what does what does you know? What, what does that mean to you? Like, like what does being a runner, you know, if somebody calls you a runner, which clearly you are, uh, what does, what do you hope that that, that says about you as, as a person? I, I love it because it's, it's something that you really have to, you get what you put into it and mm. it's more or less controllable and it's more or less like something that I choose to do and I can, and this sounds a little bit haughty, but I, I love the admiration that comes when I'm like, oh, yeah, I've run some marathons. People, like, just see me in a different light, like, because I look like I'm 16 and I have I'm generally pretty soft spoken. But when I run, like I can click into my super competitive, super like tough girl or tough woman um, mentality. And just I appreciate that people like it's not something that is easy mm-hmm. and it's it's cool to be recognized for like that grit that I have cuz I haven't had an easy life necessarily well no I haven't had an easy life at all and so just this is something that is is tangibly admirable which mm-hmm. I know that sounds super <laughs> like haughty and prideful but it's it's cool to just do something that not a lot of people like doing and mm-hmm. feeling like, okay, I can do something really hard and it makes the rest of my life so much easier to like, it's like, okay, I've, I can do hard things. Right. Here's proof. Like I don't want to run today, but I'm still going to. And then when you do it, it's like, okay, I can, I can do everything else that I thought was hard. And it just teaches me about, endurance it teaches me about grit it teaches me that i'm capable of more than i initially think i am if that makes sense oh absolutely makes sense and and i'm sitting here just nodding along uh which i typical for the the philosophical questions of like yep great point yeah. totally agree totally agree so uh thanks for for sharing a few miles with us literally i mean maybe the, maybe the first person running on the treadmill while we're while we're chatting and uh no no issues there at all so thank you for uh for sharing some time sharing some miles today and once again guys if you want to connect with Desley, if you haven't done so already she's part of the facebook group you've heard me call her out or she's called me out on the q a episode several times with you know book progresses and things like that which ugh, one of these days i'm gonna have a Love real it. good answer for for that but um all that to say, you can find her in the Facebook group. You can also find her on Instagram at Thessaly26.2, at Thessaly26.2. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 898 is the link back to the show notes for today. I'll have everything linked up there, photos and the whole nine yards. You can, you can check out a photo and see if she, if she really looks 16 or, or not, but uh, you can be the judge of that. Dizruns.com slash 898. Uh, Miss Thessaly, uh, the, quedmill, the, tre- the treadmill queen, easy for me to say. I, I don't even like the word of that. I can't even pronounce the word because I, I don't that's how strongly I feel about it. Uh, thank you for uh, for joining us today. I certainly uh, appreciate it, um, and uh, you know, keep on keeping on, and uh, certainly looking forward to uh, kind of seeing what the future holds for you, and uh, all the best to you going forward, my friend. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. 
Hope that you enjoyed the conversation today between Thessaly and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway from our conversation? Um, for me, there there were a bunch of things. Obviously, some some good stories and and uh, you know, elephant in the room. I guess I should have maybe mentioned this bef- beforehand. Um, but clearly, she was running on the on the treadmill while we were we're talking, which is just kind of crazy, kind of awesome. Um, but I think that, that that ties into the uh, the takeaway today, and that is the idea of of you doing what what you need to do and, and what works best for you and what you most enjoy as it as it relates to running. So, um, you know, it's, it's pretty well documented that I'm not the biggest fan of running on the treadmill for myself. Uh, it's hard for me to even comprehend how people like Thessaly and and maybe like you as well, um, enjoy running on the treadmill. I know for some of you, you don't necessarily enjoy it, but in certain, certain, you know, winter months or when you travel in or certain hours of the day where it may not be conducive to run outside for one reason or another, you know, it's kind of a necessary evil, but, um, you know all that. All that to say, you're you're doing what you need to do, right? And and just like Thessaly does with the treadmill, uh, just like she does on on race day, where she kind of has her her run walk strategy that that uh, just kind of works for her, even if it's not something that's that's rigid, even if it's not something that um, some of us pr- prefer to do. You know, I I, I prefer to just kind of get get and go and, and kind of keep cruising and not uh, stop to walk too often. Not that I not that I'm against walking. Not that I don't stop and walk once in a while during a race. Um, but I, I, I try not to, um, although maybe I, I should incorporate that in more. Maybe that would help me get to my Boston qualifying goal more quickly. But, but again, it just, it just boils down to this idea of doing, doing what you need to do, doing what you want to do as it relates to our sport. There, there is no, you know, like, like the rule book is pretty thin as far as what you have to do. You know, you have to put one foot in front of the other. If you want to run, um, I would argue that you have to like, you know, follow the course and do things ethically. Like don't cut the course. Like I feel like that's kind of against the rule, right? Don't cheat. Um, but outside of that, I mean, you know, you can run where you want as far as trails, roads, track, indoor track, treadmill. Um, you know, you can, you can run the distances you want as far as races, as far as training runs. Um, you know, there's, there's, you look at, look at, you know, coaching, you know, look at, look at what I do for a living. And there's so many different, different ideas, different theories, if you want to call them theories that, that all work as far as how to train, as far as what, what your training should look like, you know, how, how much you should run, how much you shouldn't run. Um, you know, and, and, and one isn't necessarily right more than the other, you know, and, and they all just kind of work for different types of people, different, different runners, different people, as far as what your daily life and and personal life looks like. Um, you got to find what works for you. And, I feel like I talk about that fairly regularly about, you know, kind of figuring it out and doing what you need to do and things like that, but it's so important and it's so, uh, valuable to recognize that, that you don't need to worry about what everybody else is doing and feel like you have to do the same thing or that you have to measure up to them in in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, try it. If you're intrigued, try something different. That's okay. But if you can figure out what works best for you and if I can figure out what works best for me, uh, that's, that's kind of the name of the game. That's kind of, you know, where, where I think we can be at our best as runners. And, and maybe you could make an argument. That's where we could be at our best just as people, you know, in in all areas of, of life, whether it's partner, parent, son, daughter, uh, cousin, friend, neighbor, coworker, boss, employee, whatever, you know, you, you figure out what works best for you inside the confines of each of those areas of your life. And you're, you're usually going to have a pretty good time of it. 
right? So anyway, long, long-winded long as per usual. No surprise there. Uh, but that's my takeaway from today's conversation. You do you. do You You do what you like, what works for you. Uh, as long as it's, you know, not, not hurting anybody else, not, not breaking any ethical bounds or anything like that. Um, do what works for you. And, and that's, that's the best thing you can do. So that's my takeaway for today. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Uh, let me know. Matt Dizruns on Twitter at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes for today. Uh, like you can do for any episode and, uh, leave your thoughts and feedbacks down in the comment section. That's down at the bottom of the page. And you can also check out photos and links and all that good stuff. Uh, and today it's Dizruns.com slash eight, nine, eight. And in case you haven't figured that pattern out yet, it's whatever the show number is, it's Dizruns.com slash that. Uh, and that's what gets you back to the show notes for that particular episode. So for today, disruns.com slash eight, nine, eight. And, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and start wrapping this one up. Uh, one last time, don't forget the, the consult calls are available. If that's something that you think might be helpful, might be useful for you. Uh, I would be, you know, more than happy to get on the phone, uh, and, and just see what we can do. See, see how we can help you out a little bit. Uh, I say we like, like, you know, like me and the dog, how, how me and Bailey can help you out with, uh, whatever, whatever things you might be struggling with or not sure about or questioning at the moment from goals to injuries to, uh, you know, training strategies to whatever. Uh, if, if it's something that you think I can help you with, uh, just head over to disruns.com slash consultation, disruns.com slash consultation and, uh, get yourself uh, a time slot, book it on my calendar and uh, I'll give you a call and we'll, we'll, we'll talk it through it. We'll talk you through it. So, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Y'all, thank you for listening as per usual. I so much appreciate it. And if you're so inclined, if you enjoyed this episode, if you if you know somebody who runs on a treadmill and might uh, like hearing from a, another a treadmill uh, fan, treadmill fanatic, oh, I can't even believe it, that you people exist, but clearly you do, uh, go ahead and share this episode with, with a friend or, or post about it on social media. I always appreciate that kind of helping to spread the word. And uh, until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you guys. Thank you.